So we want to tell you something exciting coming up. If you are about to get married within the next year or two, or you know someone that's looking to get married, maybe they just got engaged, we are hosting in conjunction with North Star Church, it's mainly the sponsor, out at the Little White Barn, our premarital workshop. It's April 22nd. 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. And we're going to be talking about communication, conflict resolution. We're going to be talking about personalities, the five love languages, how to handle your parents and in-laws in life. And uh, so if you know somebody that needs to come to that, wants to come to that, it's a great, great day. You can register at northstarchurch.org forward slash premarital. And we'll have a link in the show notes. We would love to see you there. Well, hey, everybody. We are glad you joined us today on the Marriage Adventure Podcast. We're your hosts, Daniel and Bonnie Hoover. I'm Daniel. And that would make me Bonnie. Yes, that's the only <laughs> only other person. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're glad that you've chosen to listen today. And it is spring. It is officially spring now. And mm. things are starting to bloom. We're seeing it. things pop out and blossom here at the farm and just driving down the road in general. I mean, okay, I think we've kind of moved through the yellow haze a little bit here you think so i think so it's getting better i'm not wiping off as much of the pollen dust as i have uh, been so i, I think so. i'm hoping that's starting to calm down a little bit the rain we've had's kind of helped wash it away yep, but um, wash it away. but it's so fun to see everything blooming and one thing it's beautiful. Uh, i love i love the dogwood trees mm-hmm. we've got a couple intentional dogwood trees here and then across the road there's some what, what are they called the voluntarily yeah. volunteers just kind of wild dogwood trees uh-huh. And um, I love seeing I love seeing all the all the flowers, all the stuff like that. But the dogwoods are just so pretty. I wish they lasted all I all know, summer. I know they don't. I mean, the tree does, but the <laughs> the bloom doesn't. Yeah. Um, but it always reminds me of I don't know. It's just that white flower. It always reminds me of Easter, mm-hmm. and that we're coming right up on Easter. Mm-hmm. Have you flower. ever noticed on there? They've kind of got a little cross shape. They're the the petals are well. Shaped. They do. That's why they probably remind you of Easter. Wow. Yeah, yeah. well, if you are listening um, with us as we're dropping this, this is uh, actually releasing on Passion Week. If not, then... um, Hey, if you're listening in October, it's Passion Week. (laughs) Yep, yep. And, you know, it's kind of, it's a week that we celebrate, which is... It's It's an odd way, it's an odd thing to say. Yeah. It feels odd to say, you know, know, this week we're going to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we're not so much celebrating this week as we are remembering. Mm. And celebrating Sunday. Sunday is a great day to celebrate. Um, but this week was quite um, horrific for Jesus, what he went through. The um, It's amazing what can happen in seven days. Seriously. So in one day, he's riding in and people are hailing him as king and and laying down palm branches and excited and they've been following his ministry and seeing him do all these amazing things and they've been right there with him and then a week later they just turn on a dime turned and just the betrayal and the loss of relationships he experienced in that week that was brutal enough to me close close friends close friends and even and denying him not just 
not just scattering. No, yeah, but not disassociating with him, his closest, and um, that's if you've ever experienced betrayal, that's that's horrible. But then, what the people were calling for was his life, and and then for him to go through such a brutal death for not his own sins, not anything he had done wrong. He was wrongfully accused, and um, but that he gave his life. He, nobody took it. Mm-hmm. He did it for us. Also, he could come into a relationship with us mm-hmm. um, because he was making a way for us to, he was dealing with sin so that we could have a relationship with God. And he, mm-hmm. scripture tells us that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except for through Christ. And um, what he did this week made that possible. Yeah. And then Sunday, the Sunday came and he got up out of the grave and gave us um, to show us how much he really loved us yep. and to give us opportunity to have a relationship with him, which is amazing. It's so interesting. The um, the movie, The Passion of the Christ, just gave us such mm. an amazing visual. And how that's been almost 20 years ago that that came mm. out, um, which is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, uh, there's two movies that I've gone to see that when people left the theater... They just left in silence that you had this weight on you. Yeah. One was American Sniper. I, I didn't and that was, that with you. Nope. I went and saw it with a buddy. And uh, we just kind of, we drove separately, but we walked out of the theater and we're like, all right, I'll uh, see you another day. And went to our cars and nobody talked. And then the Passion of the Christ. Mm-hmm. And I remember when we left, the whole drive home, we didn't really say anything. And I think we just got home and just kind of, laid on the floor (laughs) laid laid down for a little bit the weight of what our savior did and encountered for us uh was so heavy and and i'll never forget we had to go we were leading worship in our student ministry at the time and we had to go lead for middle school that (laughs) night on that wednesday and those i mean which was brutal enough leading worship for middle school boys that are just picking their nose and laughing at you know fart sounds (laughs) and um but then to have to go with that weight. And I remember standing up before them thinking, you didn't deserve his death. <laughs> you shut up and worship. Throw your hands up. I mean, it, it was, I hope I didn't say it out you loud. You didn't. But. You didn't. But yeah, I mean, it was so, it was weighty and, and enough to just a constant reminder. We've not watched it again. No. We've never uh-uh. watched it again because it's so hard to see what he did in my place. And there's a point our kids are going to have to, they need to watch it. Yeah. And uh, they're not hip to watching it right now. No, I don't blame them. Um, it's a lot. But uh, as a matter of fact, somebody gave us the DVD years ago and a wonderful birthday gift. And um, and it's still in the wrapper. you're a pastor. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, 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 it's tough because I know my sin. Mm-hmm. And I know what my sin required mm-hmm. of my Savior. Yeah. And, uh, and so, but Boy but, Sunday... But he did all of that because, you know, I've been going through um, a study in John and even chapter one, it talks about that the word, Jesus was the word and he was with God in the beginning. He existed as the word, but then it says the word became flesh, that he actually put skin on. He stepped out of heaven to live among us because just... The word didn't seem to resonate. Nobody understood the whole Old Testament. He's, there's all this pattern of who he is and what he's going to be, but nobody understands. And 
he put skin on to come and fulfill all of those things and to make them complete, but he has to step into a human form for us to get it. And to do that, there were aspects of his deity he had to suspend. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't be omnipresent when you're in a body. Right. And um, and yet at the same time, he felt hunger. He felt, you know, so he took on human characteristics. So he's God and man at the same time. And uh, and he's just trying his best to put up with us. I mean, <laughs> I in one fathom. of his prayers, you know, Father, how much longer do I have to? How much longer do I have to put up with these people? <laughs> um, it's it's so funny. Yeah, but he did all of that to show us his love, yeah. to show us um, who he is, uh-huh. and to love us in a way that um, that we can understand. And then he calls us into relationship with other people. And he's like, hey, the way I've loved you. Love other people. Love other people. What's interesting as we look at at Christ's love is, okay, let's just take the chosen, right? And I know the chosen is a story they've had to add to it. You know, we don't get a play-by-play in scripture. No, Uh, a lot is imagined. Minute by minute, right? So in the chosen, they, but I think they do a really good job of doing historical research and taking the personalities of the disciples mm-hmm. and Christ we see in scripture and building that out. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like it's, it's, it's pretty accurate. If you're, if you don't like the chosen, then uh, I'm sorry. Um, but, uh, but it, it's not I, the gospel a, fully, it's not the gospel fully, but I am a visual person and to build out story and to be able to see it, you know, thus the chosen, the, the, the passion of the Christ movie. Mm-hmm. It, it it really helps put uh, put some a different vantage point for mm-hmm. me. In yeah, that. yeah. And um, and I love how we see in the Gospels the way Jesus loved people. He loved them on an individual level. Yeah. He dealt with them on an individual level. Very and personally. Very personal. I mean, he's he's Christ. He knew the need of mankind as a whole. That's mm-hmm. why he came. Mm-hmm. He came. Because of the need of mankind as a whole. But when he was here and he dealt with people, he dealt with people as individuals. You think even in the, you you see him in the same chapter, he's talking to Nicodemus and he's speaking scripture to him because he knows scripture. He's speaking religious language to him because he gets it. And he's saying, look, you should understand this. He's a little bit more like he's not treating him like a child. He's like, you need yeah. to understand this. And, you're a, you're and, a learned man. Yes. And then the next, very next section, we see him talking to the woman at the well, and he's kind to her. And he knew her need. He knew, and he's but like, he, But he yeah. asked her. Yeah. He, he, he said, what do you, what do you want? Mm-hmm. What would you like? He, he dealt differently with her. Uh-huh. The rich young ruler. Mm-hmm. He, he gave a standard to the rich young ruler that he didn't give to anybody else. That's true. So what must I do? Okay, sell everything you have. Follow me. Individual. He he dealt with him individually. He never gave that to anybody else that mm-hmm. I can remember. And he knew their hearts, and he and he he knew how to love them mm-hmm. based on who they were, and he knew their heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so how does how does all that tie into a marriage podcast? How yeah. did, what does that have to do with our relationships and our marriage? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Look at your notes there. Maybe yep. you got something. Yeah, maybe I do. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I don't. Maybe, maybe I'm just don't. winging it. But, um, so, you know, you think about how Jesus loved us and, and was so personal and unique. And then we enter into relationship with other people. And he says, as I've loved you, 
you should love others. And I think <laughs> oh, that right there, stop. Okay. 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 I, I failed. Yeah, absolutely. What a heavy thing that um, that he's asking us to, to love in that way. But but I, there's so much wrapped into that, not just laying down your life for somebody, not just um, laying down your life for your spouse, but loving them sacrificially and all those things. But I also think what you said is true. Think about how he dealt with them individually knowing who they were and when we get married we we know partly who someone is I mean we we've discovered more as we go on and we learn I learned your likes and your dislikes over time I learned how you take your coffee I learned you, you hated know, peanut butter I did I like it now peanut butter is one of the loves of my life I know and I I like it now but I had a bad it's experience my favorite with it. fruit when I was younger I had a bad experience and peanut butter was rude to you it, it was. It was very rude to me. <laughs> what, what did you? Well, I okay. Did you so get stuck in a pit of peanut butter. What something happened? like that. Well, when I was a kid, I had a hard time swallowing pills, like if medicine, and I remember I had to take this particular medicine like frequently. Peanut butter is not hard enough to swallow. <laughs> Why would you Let me put explain. A pill in no, so not a pill in it. So that little capsules, okay, okay, like that you pull apart. That have if you've ever done that, they dissolve on purpose. But you can pull them apart and you can pour out the little beads in them. That's nasty. And they're nasty. Well, my sweet mama was trying to help me take medicine, and I guess I liked peanut butter at the time. And well, there was this gritty, crunchy nasty taste to it Ooh. with the peanut butter, and I think that was the end of peanut butter for me for a while. I didn't really. It was okay, but it kind of spoiled it a little bit. But now I love it. I got over it. As an adult, I got over it. Yeah, I just have to think through the. You that, love me that. on an individual level. I, I love how that I just did. came back on. Yeah. But we're created uniquely. You're created very different from me. And <laughs> we've got very Lord. different likes and dislikes, personalities. And and so we, we actually, uh, one of our very first podcasts, we did an interview with um, Dr. Gary Chapman. Number two. And he wrote, yes, number two, he wrote um, the five love languages. And he talked about the way, the fact that we all have this base need of love, to love and be loved, and that we all have that. The problem is we experience love oftentimes in different ways from Mm -hmm. our spouse. And so I might be trying to show you love and thinking I am pouring out all of the love that I have to you and you're not getting it because... I have a different love language. It's like I'm speaking Chinese to you and you don't understand a word I'm saying. Do not understand Chinese. I don't either. So I don't know how I'd be speaking it. But love their food. Yes. All that to say. I love the American version of their food. Oh, I do too. I don't know if I love real Chinese food. I know. I know, right? Off topic. But we experience love in different ways. And so he talks about that there are the five different love languages. And the whole idea in that book is that we learn the language that our spouse speaks so I learned to speak a language that you understand. And that's so much like what Jesus did. He he came to speak a language we could understand, mm-hmm. to show us love in a way that we would feel that and, and understand his love for us. Well, I think most people that are married, if you have kids, you understand that from a parent aspect. Because each mm-hmm. of your kids are different. Yeah. Right? Josie's very different than Colby. Colby's very different from Josie. And we have to love them in the way that they most feel loved. You know, we've got the saying around our house that fair does not mean equal Mm -hmm. or equal does not mean fair. Which way do we say that? 
Yeah. I can't remember. It's, well, I'm, it's like, it doesn't seem like that's fair. Well, fair doesn't always mean I'm giving you the equal thing. Right. That it I'm may getting. not be the same. Right. You may not be getting the same thing here, the same thing there. At the end of the day, once you get to be an adult, it all equals out, right? Sure. We loved you. We loved you. We didn't love one more than the other. Although I tell them that some days I love one more than the other, depending on how nice they are to me. <laughs> And at the end of the day, I will love them all the same amount of days. Right, and that's right. And I, I joke, but um, but we have to love our kids individually, and we have to treat them, meet their need, meet in, their needs yeah. based upon their heart and how God wires them. Mm-hmm. But sometimes with our spouse, that's very difficult to do, and yeah. we don't apply that same premise mm-hmm. to our married relationship that we do in with our kids. And maybe it's just a grace thing. Maybe there's been hurt in the past that we've experienced with our spouse, mm-hmm. you know, or relationships before. Uh, maybe we have a power dynamic going on where I just I want to win, or I want the upper hand, or I'm manipulating. Whatever that is, mm-hmm. it's different in our married relationship than it usually is with our children. Or maybe it's maybe it's just the aware not being aware that there is a different way to love that person. Maybe it's not intentional. Yeah. Maybe I am trying, but I'm just speaking the wrong language. Maybe I'm yeah. just not loving you in the way you get and I don't really maybe you're listening to this right now and you're this is like, "Oh, this is an epiphany because oh, I've been trying really hard, but maybe my spouse just doesn't feel loved the way I've been trying to love them. Or this book has been out so long, and maybe you've read it, maybe you've been through the Bible studies, maybe it's, okay, I've heard that, I've heard that, I've heard that. But man, there's a lot of things that I've heard a lot that I come back to, and I'm like, you know what, I just, I take that for granted. Yeah. I need to revisit that principle. That's true. And this is a principle we need Mm -hmm. to revisit and and maybe become self-aware in. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it requires us, if I'm going to learn another language, if I decided to learn Chinese, since we neither neither want to speak of, if I decided to learn that tomorrow, what would that require of me? It would require a lot of time, a lot of intentionality, intentionality, a lot of brain cells to think through how do I translate this. You're going to have to make some Chinese friends. I'm going to have a lot of Chinese friends. I'd love some Chinese friends. We need That's more. Great. That's great. But you know what? It it would require a lot of me to learn another language. Yeah. And sometimes I'm just too lazy to go to that much trouble to try to meet you where you are. I'd rather you just meet me where I am. Yeah. You know, so for us to really love each other the way they, that we need to, we might, it lazy might, selfish. That's what it might require us to lay down some selfishness mm-hmm. and be more intentional and lay down um, our life for our spouse. And that's yeah. a hard thing to do. Um, and, and Jesus has called us to do that. He's called us. It says in Romans twelve ten. It says, "Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves." Mm-hmm. That means that I'm putting. That's really incredibly hard. Your needs above my needs. That's difficult. Um, so maybe that's what we're called to. And um, loving each other the way Jesus loved us is not going to be easy. Um, but I think this is. A, I think it's a process over time. Yeah, it's not a it's not a read, but be done with it. Oh no! This is there's the the process of sanctification. It's a big word. It's a really religious sounding word, but all that means is salvation happens one time, right? Mm-hmm. I invite Christ to come into my heart. I am saved. I don't have to do that multiple times. Sanctification. It's just the process of growing up spiritually over the course yeah. of your life, 
and day by day looking more like Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a process of sanctification, yeah. learning how to love your spouse that way. Well, with all of that said, what I think we want to take the next few episodes to unpack each one of these individually because if I've loved a certain way my whole life, I might not be looking for how you experience love best. So yeah. maybe we take a whole episode and talk about each love language. Yeah. Um, and to do that, when we start unpacking these, I think we need to have a lens that we look through all of these. And that is the fact that I can't just love you out of my own strength. Mm-hmm. That um, Jesus has said in First John four nineteen, we love because he first loved us. And in that, it means that when I embrace what he did for me on the cross and I accept the exchange he wants to make, when I take his life for mine and let him live his life through me, then I'll be able to learn a new language to love you because Mm -hmm. I'll be less selfish. I'll be, I'll have more love flowing through me from the Lord to you and be able to let him love you in the way you need to be loved. Um, that's one thing you, you see all through the Gospels. Jesus said, I'm not doing anything without hearing from my father first. Mm-hmm. He he heard from God and then carried out his plans. So in our walk with our, in our, our relationship with the Lord, we hear from Jesus, and then we carry out love to our spouse through that. Mm. So that's a, that's a tall order. That is a very tall order, and it cannot be done in my power. It can't. In it, a short time. I mean, I can balance it for a little bit, but man, not long-term consistently. That's right. That's right. That's that's really good. So I'm looking forward to the next few podcasts. I'm going to (laughs) listen. Well, that's a good idea. Well, that's all all we have for today. And Easter's coming up. And Bonnie, I want to make sure that you get me some Reese's peanut butter eggs. Oh. Because I love peanut butter. I know you do. And hey, if you're following us online, thank you. And like and subscribe to this podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. And then also you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Marriage Adventure. You guys have a very Merry Easter if you're <laughs> listening to this in real time. And if not, we will catch you next time. Oh, we are all alone.